I can tell you this for sure. The biggest bully that we will ever meet is ourselves. Yeah, ourselves. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Yellow Chair Podcast with X, where we deep dive into the stories that drive our lives. All right, that's a bold claim. The biggest bully we will ever face is ourselves. And it's true. That story that solidifies the position of value, our own sense of self-worth, is often a story that's steeped in beating ourselves up and bullying ourselves into accepting a past story that doesn't serve us today, or fighting to uphold a future story and being prisoned by it. And here's what I mean by that. Oftentimes, and I'll take myself for example, I'm so future oriented that when I sit down at the table trying to get myself to do something, I bully my past self. I bully my present self. I basically say, hey, what I am going to become is far more important and valuable than who you are today. So shut up, eat it, and do what I say do. That's the relationship. I beat up and boss myself. For some of you, you may have a different orientation to this story, where when you sit down to talk to yourself and to practice, drill, and rehearse the story in your own head, it isn't one driven by a future self, that's the bully. It's driven by your past self. That's the bully. He says, hey, you're not worthy. You can't do it. So don't even try. She says, no, we failed in the past. So what you're trying to do is just going to bring us pain. Sit your ass down. We beat up and bully ourselves. But here's the thing to consider. When we value the other party, when we come to the table to discuss and communicate, how do we treat that other party? With respect. We come in knowing that that other party has value. So we're not trying to beat up and bully. We're trying to what? Connect and collaborate. We sit down and say, hey, what is it that you actually want? And we start to hear the other side's story because we want to find a way forward together. And a healthy psychology or story is one that brings all parts of us to the table and we value all parts of ourselves. So we're not beating up or bullying ourselves. We're not forcing and using ego and fear and lack and scarcity to drive behavior. Instead, we're asking, what do you really want? What do you stand for? What's a value to you? And we're finding a way forward that aligns every part of ourselves. And this is the power of having a fully aligned inner story. I'll give you an example. You know, in my life, I beat up and bully myself. My future self is king of the hill. And as a result, being king on the hill, I had to be ever vigilant, ever vigilant for when this other part of me, this weaker, loathsome part of myself would jump in and say, well, I don't want that. I'd rather do this. I would say, shut up, sit down, take orders like a good soldier, not giving it any value. But guess what that cost me in my life? The cons or the pros, rather, were that I was able to perform. I was able to do things and be highly disciplined. But I was always on guard, always guarding the gate. So though I could express, for example, power in terms of the ability to do some things, I wasn't able to experience emotions deeply or joy. I couldn't let loose. 
I couldn't let my hair down. I couldn't be okay with what is. I'm always trying to fight for creating something in the future. In other words, I couldn't be present. And so many of us, we have that orientation to the story that drives us. We beat up and bully ourselves. And that is tantamount to not valuing all part of ourselves. And thus we aren't able to be aligned and thus we aren't able to bring every part of ourselves to the table. And thus, ironically, the very thing that this egotistical, big, badass bully is trying to do is actually sabotaging the whole thing. Because ultimately what I found is that I couldn't maintain that relationship so I would fall down. And when I fell down, I would beat up and bully myself even more and say, look at you, see? But the truth of the matter was this. The thing that caused me to fall was not listening to, paying attention, and valuing every part of myself. And negotiating, not bullying, but connecting and collaborating with myself to say, hey, you have value. Now, what does that look like? Like, like that sounds crazy, like past, present self, future self. What does that look like? Well, number one, I think sitting down and really thinking about yourself and loving every part of yourself is important, right? Your past self, do you give it props? Your present self, do you give it props? Do you edify it and your future self? And when you sit down and think about these relationships between your past, present, and future self, which one of them seems to be the domineering force in your life? And ask the question, why? What has happened to these other parts of you that has allowed you to discount and disregard the value that they have in your life? Ultimately, there will be some past pain, some type of trauma, some type of thing that causes you to value this other position far more than the others. Take an inventory of that. But wherever you stand, whether it's past, present, or future, being the domineering overbearing bully of a boss in your life, I want you to sit down and say this, I love, value, appreciate every part of me. Come to the negotiating table ready to appreciate every single part of yourself. Because when you do that, you're going to ask the most important question in this process. What is it that you want? What is it that you need? And when you figure out what the other side wants and needs, you have the master key to get everything that you want. And I'll give you an example. My son, he hates school, <laughs> especially during this pandemic. He hates school with a passion. So, you know, we're all about trying to get good grades, you know, maintain the optionality on the table for his future education. Right. Maybe he wants to go to college. I don't know. So good, good grades. But that's what I want. And he doesn't really care. So I have to fight and beat up and bully him into it. I check his homework. I ask him every day, are you on top of things? I get dinged on his, uh, his, uh, his report card or his grading thing. They send us little text messages every day. Hey, you got an 82. What's up with that? Hey, man, you're missing this. What's up with that? It was this constant back and forth every single day. And we got the result. All B's and A's. But what was the cost? our relationship. He doesn't seem or feel valued, right? 
So this last marking period, I did an experiment. I asked the question, hey, what is it that this boy really wants? And he told me, you know, we, we're a Mac family. We have all these Apple products. So he was like, I want a PC. I'm a gamer. Like, I can't play these games. Like, look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy you a PC, right? You can spend a few thousand dollars on a PC as long as you get 85 and above on everything else. I'm not even going to ask you about it or tell you about it anymore. This whole marketing period or semester, you need to average 85 or above. He was like, really? I was like, yeah. So then he goes away. A week later, I sweeten the deal. I say, hey, you know what? If you get 90s and above in every single class, I'll give you 500 bucks cash. And he was like, oh, really? Right? I didn't talk to him the whole semester from September when school started all the way to December. I get in the mail, a report card in January. And what is it? All A's. All A's. And I'm like, (laughs) that's the power of truly understanding and valuing what the other side is, is, is asking for. And it opens up the capacity to maximize performance and this other side of happiness and fulfillment, the emotional connection to a thing. And did our relationship suffer? Nope. It improved. Because now I could really talk to him about things that were even more important. And he could see his own autonomy and the value of what he wanted. And it was just this story that edified and brought us closer together, but also maximized performance. And that's the key I want you to understand about this story, is that the story that you're holding on to, it will lie until you have truths. Because my future self would not allow me to edify my past self or present self. It was not good enough, lazy, and not doing everything it possibly could do to be moving us forward. So how could I give that part of me any credence. That would be endorsing less than our highest potential and therefore, what, dinging my performance. That story was firmly implanted in me. But it's a lie and a half truth. Because the moment that I start to connect to every part of me, my performance skyrockets because I can be far more consistent. I don't have to grind and grit. I don't have to worry about fear, anxiety, and stress. I'm able to flow into the heights of my potential. And ironically, there's an ease to my performance and success. And the added benefit is that I'm emotionally happy, fulfilled, connected, congruent. Now, You may fall in a different place on this spectrum as it relates to this story of beating yourself up and bossing yourself around. You may be imprisoned by this future self is always trying to figure out a way to live up to, to be better than. Or you may be the person who is held up in the past by who you've always been, never able to break free of that defining, encapsulating, all-encompassing idea of you're not going to be able to do. So sit down. And some of us are just so present-oriented that we flimsily, if that's a word, flow in the wind, right? The wind blows left, we go left. The wind blows right, we go right. We're not really 
in any shape, form or fashion saying this is what I actually want. So that story keeps us stuck. So we throw away the past and we throw away the future. And now we're in this whimsical present space of never really being able to express our will and to truly go after what it is that we actually want. The point I'm trying to make here is that when we beat up and bully ourselves and we use fear and ego to position ourselves to perform or to pursue happiness and fulfillment, we are short circuiting and destroying our capacity for not only better performance, but happiness and fulfillment. So I'm going to give you three things to put a fine bow on this to take into action as you consider storifying yourself around this when you're sitting in this yellow chair. Number one, sit down and have a discussion with yourself and come to the conclusion, even if it's just in your mind as a thought, I love every single part of myself. What I've been through, who I am today, and where I'm going. And every single part of me has value, true, enduring value. And because of that, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to align and negotiate with every part of myself. Right? You're trying to lose weight. Don't disparage your past self. Don't cut out your present condition. Don't be a slave to the future. Ask yourself, what is it that I actually want? I'm working with my wife right now, right? And the irony is we're, we're working on, you know, she wants to lose some weight, being very hard on herself and trying to be perfect. And I'm like, listen, there's a part of you that wants this ice cream. Let's give it to it. She's like, what? Yeah, let's do it. But let's just do it once a week. Yeah. Okay. All right. That part of you, let's do movie night. Let's do family and do all this stuff. Let's have fun with this ice cream on this particular day. And then six days a week, we're going to go get it, though. What we find is through that negotiation, we have the platform for being consistent. We don't have to go through these austerities and, and having to, to, to neglect ourselves. And the irony is that consistency beats out intensity every time. And I'll talk about more about that in future yellow chairs. But number one, again, you got to love yourself. Do an inventory, put it on the table, love, value every part of yourself. Number two, you want to ask yourself, hey, I don't want to beat you up. I don't want to bully. I want to connect and collaborate, connect and collaborate. And the most powerful question you can ask is, what is it that you want? And or you're saying like, <laughs> I got to have a conversation with myself. What is that? Yes, have a conversation with yourself. What do you want? What do you want, passive? What do you want, present self? What are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to get at and explore? The thoughts, the feelings, and the actions that come into purview and start to find the thing that unites and aligns all of it is coming down to this key thing. And how can you deliver on that key thing? And third and last but not least, because this can be difficult at times to reconcile. My past self desires, wants, needs this. My future self desire, wants, needs this, and they are, seem to be incompatible. This third idea is where you bring it all together. Fight for and. Fight to find the and as opposed to the lazy answer of or. Life can Find a way, right? A rose can grow through concrete. 
it will find a way. Right. That's the expression of and coming into play, not or not. I got soil or I don't. It's and I, I find the happy medium. So and becomes the modus operandi. How can I do this? And I go back to the weight loss thing. OK, I love donuts. OK, how can I love donuts and lose weight? All right. Restrict donuts, but do this. All right. I, 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 hey, look, my future self is all about making money. Right. But my my present and past self feels this urge and need to connect with family. OK, how can I do and what's the and plan? Fight to find and and it's going to be imperfect. It's like oil and water. If you put oil and water together, they don't mix. Right. But what happens if you put them in a bottle and you shake it up? They mix just fine. But what happens? They separate again over time. And what do you have to do? You have to shake it up again. And that's the key. When you're fighting for and you're not going to find this simple, easy pattern that you can re- that that this is going to exist without effort and attention. There's always this ebb and flow and this dynamic changing of conditions. So you have to sit down at the negotiating table and find another and shake the bottle up. And what you'll find is that those who are fully and wholly responsible for their life understand, love and appreciate the fact that they get to shake the bottle up. And and will work. You can't automate it. You can't set it to the side and forget about it. But and will work and be okay with that. Be okay with the fact that you got to do an and. You don't take a shower once to say I'm clean forever. You got to take a shower every day. You go out into the world, get dirty, get stinky. You come home, take a shower. The same thing here. You're going to be constantly sitting down and renegotiating with yourself and finding a new, better, more improved and. But it's going to require you to shake up the bottle. And here's what you're going to get from doing all of this. When you sit down and start to understand how to love and value yourself and you stop beating up and bullying yourself and starting connecting and collaborating by asking the key question of what is it that you want? What is that you value? What is that you need? And you start to fight to find the end. Man, your performance is is going to skyrocket. The friction you feel in your life is going to be reduced. Your capacity for happiness, fulfillment and joy is going to go to a whole new level. And ultimately, everything that you want You'll find that you can more easily create it, make it, maintain it, and multiply it in your life. That's the promise of not beating up and bullying yourself. So yeah, the biggest bully we've ever met is ultimately ourselves. But we can free ourselves with a new and different story. Hey fam, thanks again for joining me in the yellow chair. I want to invite you to go even deeper to take this to the next level by pulling out your phone and texting me at 800-425-2095. That's 800-425-2095. That's my direct number. Type in the word yellow chair. And when you text me, you'll be joining my X Factor weekly insider community where I send out resources to help you to continue to storify your life and to lead your story. So don't miss that opportunity. 800-425-2095. Thanks again for joining me here in the yellow chair. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share these podcasts. We're trying to change 100 million people's lives and you're a part of that. So thank you again. And I see you in the next yellow chair. I'm out.